Hey everybody, welcome to the Soulful Eclectic. I am your host, Diana Collins, and I want to start off by welcoming you guys for today to today's episode. If this is the first time you're coming in, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time to spend with me. I appreciate you greatly. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the podcast page on www.thesoulfuleclectic.com. Um, and if this is you returning, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. And thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of the Soul Tribe and as always, if you have not already, please, please, please go and subscribe to the page, as well as leave your uh, comments and feedbacks on whatever uh, site that you're listening to. Um, so today's episode is going to be a really great one for me because I get to talk to my daughter today and have a really great conversation with her. And you guys get to meet one of my lovely daughters, um, which I like to say they are my heartbeat uh, always. For those of us who are in the medical profession, that's the S1 and the S2, my love dub. That's that's them. Um, But anyways, so today we're going to talk to... um, my daughter, one of my many sunshines, uh, Maya Ariel Baker. Hello. <laughs> she is just too cute. Um, so we're going to talk to her today and see what's going on with her during this pandemic and what she's been up to um, maintaining her sense of self and mental health during this time. And it's also nice to get the youth perspective on what's the many challenges of today that we have going forward that some of us don't even think about because we are of that age. So we don't see what is impacting or how this has all impacted our, our children. Right. Um, so welcome Maya. Thank Thank you you so much. (laughs) You are so welcome. Um, so honestly, how have you been? you know, (laughs) during this pandemic. Um, I know you and I have talked several times and, you know, all often as much as possible, but, you know, how have you been able to maintain your authentic self during this pandemic? Um, it's been, you know, very hard between the pandemic and, uh, career changes and milestones that I've been going through. Um, I don't know. It's, I'm still learning. <laughs> ah, she's still learning. Because um, in the beginning of the pandemic, I was an essential worker. Um, mm-hmm. Being that I got hired for my career job before COVID started. So I wasn't able to start that. So just to maintain my bills and everything else, I ended up becoming an essential worker, which was pretty scary at first. And then, you know, just researching like the protocols and just keeping my sanity in check mm-hmm. um and then once the world opened back up it seemed to become even scarier I thought it was going to be a little bit easier but no it's it's been rough it's been hard between you know wearing the mask and you know people enforcing that within themselves and then you know you being here on the west coast and then me on the east coast rules are still different so I think I hit a lockdown before you guys did yeah and same thing with different parts of the country as well aside from you know the world itself right (laughs) right um it's it's been rough especially on my mental Mm -hmm. and then going through a breakup during 
the pandemic. Yeah. Living with that person, also finding my own place during the pandemic was pretty rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I really, I don't know if I answered the question. Fine. <laughs> no, you did amazing. So, let's, I'm going to backtrack you for just a second. Now, tell us a little bit about who you are. What What do you do? You said you, you've gone into becoming an essential worker. So, elaborate a little bit, a little bit more on who you are and what you do for a living. Yeah, I'm a massage therapist. <laughs> I'm also an artist. Um, so when I'm not massaging, I'm trying to, you know, perfect and broaden my craft when it comes to art. I've always loved art ever since I was a kid. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> but for those who don't know me and don't know that, I've loved art uh, ever since I was a kid. Um, between high school and learning how to do different things with paint, pastels, stuff like that I've you know fallen off of it as you know you get older you become an adult <laughs> you forget about you know your favorite hobbies that you did as a kid because you're so worried about you know being an adult <laughs> paying bills right. making sure like yourself is okay mm-hmm. um so getting back into that was at first just a hobby mm-hmm. I just wanted to have something to do to relieve my my mental from depression mm-hmm. anxiety um, anxiety is something I suffer from on a daily basis. Um, I don't want to say I suffer from depression on a daily basis, you but it is something it. that I live with it. Yes. <laughs> Suffering just makes me think that you're just drowning and, you know, and, it's and, in and the And I realize that. So <laughs> I like to use the term something I live with because like it lives with you. It's not you. Some days it's harder than others, but it's something you live with. Yes. It's even better. Yes, I live with it. It lives with me. It lives with you, right? It lives with you. Um, So art, going into painting, um, I realized was a lot more of a coping mechanism Mm -hmm. more than drawing was. So, you know, being being with paint, you know, you get messy. It gets very messy, especially with me. Um, Don't I know? (laughs) So I feel like it's more of a way for me to feel creative and then just seeing the outcome of it after the process definitely makes me feel amazing. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I heard a few people wanted to buy it and they're like, you should start selling your art, you know? I was like, yeah, why not? (laughs) Right, why not? (laughs) Why not make it a hobby that I can get paid for, right? Absolutely. Um, So I've been working on that. I've worked on a few custom pieces for a few people throughout uh, these last couple years. Um, I definitely think that because of the pandemic, that has definitely helped a lot with, you know, not being able to communicate with people in the world and not being able to even really leave your house at that, having something to, you know, keep yourself busy, keep yourself occupied. Mm -hmm. That art aspect has definitely helped. Um, aside from being an artist, like I said, I am a massage therapist. (laughs) That is, has been very interesting Ah. during the pandemic. Interesting how? You never realize how close you are to people. (laughs) (laughs) And so you don't have to be close to people or you shouldn't be close to people. (laughs) And because I got hired as a massage therapist a couple weeks before the 
um, East Coast shut down. Mm-hmm. I didn't officially start working as a massage therapist until we reopened. Mm-hmm. So I reopened in still the middle of the pandemic, still having to wear a mask. And we were trying to figure out, should we put gloves on to massage clients? Um, we weren't allowing facials at first. And then we have, you know, 15 minute breaks in between for cleaning and just collecting ourselves as well. So I've gotten into the habit of doing a morning meditation mm-hmm. to kind of soothe my anxiety and soothe my thoughts and basically work up the courage to go to work and, <laughs> and still make sure my health is in, yeah. intact. <laughs> yeah, bring that zen in and cleanse the energy and then go out into the world. Um, but it, uh, it's it's been interesting. You You learn more about others. And also their struggles that they're going through because, yes, you are going through and by stuff by yourself. There's other people in this world, too. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. We're not alone. Michael We're Jackson made a whole song about it. <laughs> um, so, you also, so also hearing the struggles that other people are going through, you know, being away from their family. And then I can also relate being away from my family during the pandemic and not being able to see you guys. Mm-hmm. Um it definitely is a sense of a little bit of reassurance that, you know, you're not the only one mm-hmm. that is going through certain things. Um, and now everything is starting to become some kind of normalcy. It's also pretty scary. <laughs> right. Because our new norm, right, has now created a whole new variant because now no one wants to wear a mask. Everyone's, you know, in each other's faces again. Yeah. So it's like, okay, guys, no, no, no. We still need to <laughs> stay away. Wash your hands. Do all these things. So um, that adds another added pressure to it, right? It does, yes. Um, so you created your own, you, you started your art business, mm-hmm. right? So What's the name of your art business? Uh, Ari Arts. Ari Arts. Yes, and you can find me on Instagram. I think it's Ari underscore Arts with two two or three Zs. I think it's three Zs. Three Zs. Um, that was more of you know my persona. Yeah. Um, being my middle name is Ariel. Shorten it, Ari. Right. Right. <laughs> and just add arts on the end, just so that I have, you know, not to court like sort of hide who I am from my art, but kind of have a separate identity when it comes to my art. Because when I do artistic things, I'm tapping into another version of myself, more yeah. of a creative version of myself. Yeah. That's why I just add the Ari onto it. Love it. Love it. Now, your massage therapy business. Yes. That's your new baby. That's my new baby. <laughs> <laughs> I have recently opened up Blissfully Serene. Yay. You can also find that separately on another Instagram page. It's blissfully underscore serene. Um, that has been very... I don't like to say interesting when it comes to this one. It's been challenging. There mm. we go. Challenging. Um, opening an art business versus a massage business are two separate clientele, two yeah. separate, you know, types of people, mm-hmm. but also can be the same kind of people at the same time. Yeah. Um, with that, you know, building your clientele while still, you know, under employment of another place in that same field, it's it's it, rough. It is. It's challenging, but... I don't back down from challenges. I actually think that that's even more motivation for me. I like a challenge. <laughs> you are your mother's child. I am. <laughs> so that, it's been 
a very challenging ride. At first, it was basically just doing home visits. Mm-hmm. So I would go to, you know, any like not anyone's house because you still have to, you know, be safe with the pandemic at that. And aside from the pandemic, the world we live in in general, you still have to be cautious of others. Yes, people have ill intentions. Yes, and being a female as well, I have to pick and choose, you know, who can I can go to the house to and who I can't, which also kind of makes it hard for my business as well because I felt like, you know, turning away certain people based off of just how comfortable I am with being in their home. I didn't also think that that was fair to them because they could actually be really decent decent people. Mm -hmm. So that's when I decided to um, open up a space, like a locational space. Mm -hmm. So I do home visits and I do um, have people come to my location as well. Mm -hmm. That is pretty interesting too. (laughs) Um, I share space with um, an esthetician Mm -hmm. and another fellow uh, soulful person. Nice. I like to call her because she's very soulful. She does vision boards, smudge nice. wands for sage. She even helps meditation with kids with, that involve painting. Nice. So becoming into her space and meeting her definitely made me feel comfortable with being in this field and starting my business because there are other people who see the vision that I see with um massage and just meditation because it's not just massage it's an energy mm-hmm. you're transferring your energy to somebody else definitely so I always have to make sure that my energy is positive mm-hmm. it's good it's pure before I even want to put my hands on anybody else because that can also transfer to them especially if I'm tired I can't tell you how many clients fall asleep on the table <laughs> and I, I can't help but think is it because I'm tired that you fell asleep or are we just transferring tiredness between each other <laughs> so that uh, that baby business that I have is it's amazing it's an, it's a journey that I'm very excited for to see how it plays out And eventually I do want to have the business into my space that I don't have to share. So I can do more of things that I want to do. Because, yes, it's a blessing to be able to have a space that Mm -hmm. I do share with others. But I feel like eventually it's going to be an even greater blessing to have that space of my own. Mm -hmm. And not have to share or let people share with me. Right, right. (laughs) Share the wealth. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. You have the ownership. Right, Right. How is, you mentioned being these two different people, right? And they're all, they're all you. Yes. It's all you. <laughs> all me. Right? Because we're, we're, as, as Shrek would say, we are onions or, layers. or we have layers, right? We're <laughs> onions. So you peel back each layer, right? So how with these two do you present in society, in public? How do you, how do others see you? How do you present your authentic self to others and still maintain your sense of self without oh. compromise? It's very hard. It's a very good question, actually. <laughs> I've never really thought about it. Um, so I always try to present myself as, um, obviously a very respectful, caring person. I, I care about others mm-hmm. as much as, you know, the world tries to you know, make it hard to do that. I'm a very caring person. I feel like, you know, everyone has their own struggles to go through. So I always put myself in an understanding headspace when I leave my house. Mm-hmm. Um, very empathetic. Very empathetic. And sometimes that can affect 
my massage. Mm -hmm. Not so much of my art, but because empathy is you're feeling people's emotions, you're relating to their emotions. Mm -hmm. So you can also transfer your own experiences and emotions to others. Yeah. So that's why I also do my morning meditations to kind of gather myself Mm -hmm. and basically pet my like give myself a pep talk in the morning yeah. <laughs> your your morning meditation and which includes affirmations right it does yes affirmations um i meditate with sage and herbs in the mornings um i've realized also that i come off more artistic <laughs> <laughs> when people look at me they definitely see the artistic side of me mm-hmm um, which I actually really love because I feel like that's one of the things that not a lot of people expect yeah. from me. Um, so I feel like when you, if you ever see me in person, you're going to say, oh, she's definitely an artist. You would <laughs> never think massage therapy at first. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It's, it's still a battle mm-hmm. trying to figure out how I want to present myself on the outside based of how I feel on the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, especially going through um, refinding myself mm-hmm. throughout this last year. Um, it's still a process. Refinding yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, this last breakup was pretty rough. Okay. And I lost myself. Ooh. Forgot who I was. Hmm. Um, and I know that does happen, especially with a lot of females in relationships, especially a lot of strong-minded, caring females, you tend to lose and forget your strengths, Mm -hmm. who you are, who, what makes you who you are. Um, and I lost a lot of that. Um, so getting that back, um, still to this day, getting that back. It's a journey. (laughs) It's a, it's a very interesting journey it's a i call it a universal travel yeah i like that a universal a travel universal travel i love that because as i'm traveling out throughout this universe i'm refinding myself but also finding new things about myself huh yes um so being okay with your feelings was something that I just never wanted to do. <laughs> I never wanted to be okay with how I was feeling. I don't know why. Just whenever the feelings came, I'm like, mm, no, I don't want to feel that. <laughs> Not today. Not today. Um, but I've recently realized that when your feelings and emotions come, you have to let them happen. You know what that's called? Being mindful. Yes. <laughs> Mindfulness. Mindfulness. I like that. Mm-hmm. Mindful. Of your feelings and you're you're actually probably practicing it when you're doing your meditation because you notice that when you start off doing your meditations it's it's difficult to maintain that mainstream of thought yes right <laughs> you're thinking about what you gotta get from the grocery store what bill you have to pay oh, this geez. that and the other <laughs> yes right because you're, this is a moment you're sitting down so being mi- mindful is that you acknowledge that hey yes I know I got to pay that bill but let me bring it back to where I am how I'm feeling now. Yeah. So that's that. that that's my being mindful. Mm-hmm. It's it's easier said than done. Yeah. For sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> Especially when it's the emotions you try really hard not to have, like sadness. Mm-hmm. I really don't like to be a sad person. I actually, that's one of my strengths is being just a naturally happy person. Mm-hmm. Not just for myself, but I like to make other people happy. 
Yeah. So feeling sad, I feel like I'm not doing a justice to myself or okay. other people. So I'm like, yeah, I don't want to feel that. Yeah. <laughs> Tuck that away. Let's, let's hide that. Yeah, but um, you can't hide it, right? And exactly. And that's what I've learned um, over this last year is to embrace that sadness. Hmm. Um, because that sadness most, it doesn't have to be a negative thing. Right. You can cry because you've made it this far in your life. You can cry because, you know, as strong as you are, it's okay to not always be strong. Mm -hmm. The tears might not be because you're, you don't have the strength at the moment, but because you are so strong all the time that it's okay to have a break. Mm -hmm. Those tears are giving you a break. That sadness is giving you a break. Mm -hmm. that's how I, I try to see it try to see it from a positive side yeah because I never like to look at your emotions as being negative right negativity is a mindset hmm your yes. emotions only come out negative if you feel that they're negative so I put myself in a positive mind space and say okay yeah right now I feel like these tears might be bad but I put myself and think, okay, what's going on in my life that's positive? Maybe this is like a relief because I'm so busy. Right. I'm always all over the place. I really don't have time to sit and be with my thoughts. So I say my sadness is like a wake-up call. Like, hey, acknowledge how far you came. Yeah. Acknowledge that you're okay. Yeah. Acknowledge that you aren't where you were six, seven months ago. You have come very far, and I have. Mm -hmm. And reminding myself of that and embracing my feelings with that mindset it helps it's a biological check-in yes <laughs> like hey hey you're here <laughs> you made it you made it you feel this okay you feel me okay good making sure you're still here okay but it, it also is is you acknowledging why you're feeling that at that moment what happened what changed to make you feel that so that's that other piece of it, too, that other mindfulness, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm feeling this emotion. Okay, so all of a sudden, why, why did this emotion come across like this? Why is it making me feel this way? And then how can I change it? Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So that's all great pieces. You've learned a lot. <laughs> you yeah, learned... actually saying it out loud, I'm like, wow, really? <laughs> I have. <laughs> You've learned a lot. <laughs> Phew. Right? Um, but... You know, it, it wasn't easy. Oh. Right? Not at all. Learning from being a duo to now your singular, singular entity, right? And then learning to be okay with yourself, by yourself, mm -hmm. in that space. Because, as you said, you live with depression or depression lives with you. Definitely lives with me. <laughs> depression lives with you. <laughs> Right. And sometimes depression can be overbearing and decide that it wants to be that annoying little bugger yep. that a roommate can be. Mm -hmm. And so how do you navigate those situations, especially being away from home? Nature. Ah. I've learned because being in the dual space that I was in for three years, I've become closed off from the world and that's one of the things where I realized I lost myself in mm -hmm. I became a person to another person and not a person to myself oh. and once I left that dual space um I don't really un think a lot of people understand depression is not just a mental mm -hmm. um living space <laughs> it is also a physical 
yeah. an emotional living space. Mm-hmm. Um, I lost a lot of weight mm-hmm. from the depression. Um, good and bad, I've lost friends because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I say good and bad because I really don't know if it was mainly because of what I was going through or because those people just weren't meant to stay in my life. Right. So I say it's both. Mm-hmm. Um, and then leaving that, it's it's hard because you don't have somebody there to bring you out of it. You have to do that yourself. You yeah. have to bring that out of yourself. And then you have to also, because I lost so much weight, remind yourself, eat. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing that keeps you alive is the main thing you forget about. And depression's different for everyone living with it. But for me, eating was the last thing on my mind. <laughs> right. So I had to put myself on the timer schedule. Mm-hmm. I set my alarm every couple hours. Now I can't stop eating every two hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're supposed to be eating small meals as, you know, several small meals during the day anyway True. and snacking in between. So <laughs> that's the that's the medical part, you know. No. Six small meals with snacks in between. So everyone should be eating about every two hours. Yes. <laughs> and drinking plenty of water. Yes. Water I can't get enough of. <laughs> but also putting myself in, excuse me, um, nature. Mm-hmm. Nature has always been my peace. It's always been my grounding space, especially when it came to being around water. I don't know what my obsession is with water. <laughs> it's funny how your middle name is Ariel. You know, you and, knew you, know. You, <laughs> you knew how to name me. <laughs> but... That's also one of the things that I lost in the duo space that I was in because the person that I was with didn't really like to be outside, didn't like physical activities, didn't really care to spend time out of the house. Mm -hmm. Um, So I became that person as well. I became the person that I was with, which wasn't me. Um, And once I started living on my own, trying to be okay (laughs) with being alone because Mm -hmm. jumping from moving out of your house into a dual space it's it's very different versus living by yourself Mm -hmm. um and living by yourself with family so far away yeah um has been even harder Mm -hmm. and self-disciplining myself to go outside um and also be around my best friend. My best friend is like my sister. Mm-hmm. She <laughs> cares about me deeply. She mm-hmm. protects me. She makes sure I'm good. Um, but also just being being able to leave the house and be around her. Because like I said, I like to make people happy. If I'm not happy, I don't feel like I should be around anybody. Right. Because that energy can transfer. Okay. Um, so I started going out to just parks Um, I used to do, you know, about 10 minutes at a time because I really didn't want to leave my house, but because I really needed to and I knew how important it was for me to, you know, if I'm going to live with the depression, I need to learn how to live with the depression. Coexist. (laughs) Coexist. Be roommates. Be respectful roommates roommates to each other. Exactly. So knowing that staying in the house wasn't going to help me, even forcing myself to leave 10 minutes a day um, or 10 minutes every other day because I felt like at first every day was kind of pushing it for me. Yeah. <laughs> you went to the extreme. It's like, let me not do this every day. Let Let's just, just try up. once a week yeah. to see how that goes. <laughs> but also coping and living with anxiety on top of that. 
um, I have very bad anxiety when it comes to people, which in my career, <laughs> it's contradicting. <laughs> kind of need to talk to people. I kind of need to talk to people, but you also being around people will help living with depression too. Mm-hmm. So balancing between living with both of them when they both contradict each other and also not only contradict each other, but they like to, you know, gang up on me at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> they can coexist with each other. Yeah, because they can be bullies, you yes, know? <laughs> very bad ones. <laughs> um, so even with that, I would go into, you know, the mall mm-hmm. once a week. Um, not during the weekends, because yes. I felt like that was That's overwhelming. too much. So I would go during the week where I know, like, you know, Kids are going to be home, like, they're doing their online classes. Parents are either working from home. So not a lot of people are going to be out, especially since it's still a pandemic. So mm-hmm. you're not supposed to be in the mall anyway. Right. So I took that as the opportunity to ease my way back into not just society, but into my life. Mm-hmm. And those were ways of also finding who I was again, finding new hobbies that I forgot about, like, skateboarding. <laughs> Who knew? Right? So even skating now um, is definitely helped. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sunlight, you never really realize sunlight is a good source of energy. Yeah. <laughs> we tell people like that. As younger generations come along, they're going to tend to forget that. <laughs> yeah, which is why there's such a vitamin D deficiency because nobody wants to go out in the sun. Right. And I've realized being outside has made me a lot happier Mm -hmm. and has made it easier to live with the anxiety and the depression and then also being away from my family as well um it's it's still a travel (laughs) (laughs) through this universe to cope with but like I said being outside hiking I hike um every Saturday Mm -hmm. or at least I try to Mm -hmm. um and then spending time with friends um it's all about the right kind of friends that you have, though. Mm, that makes a difference. It makes a huge difference. Because, you know, you have friends that, you know, would spend time with you, come see you, maybe. And they're putting their problems onto you. But then you have friends that, you know, they might give you their problems to talk to you about. But they also receive yours as well. Mm-hmm. They pay attention to you. You're a great uh, reciprocating relationship. Yes. You know. And I feel like that's how friendship should be. Absolutely. That's how relationships should be. Any relationship, friendship, relationships, any kind of ship. Right. (laughs) And you should be together. You know, it should be you give the same. Give and take. Give and take. Give and take. Um, And that's also something I've always had a problem with. I've always been the giver kind of friend, but never had that in return. So getting that in return, it's, it feels amazing. Mm -hmm. It's a little surprising too right. at first it's like, it's like oh, wait I... you're really asking me how I'm feeling and you want to know <laughs> you really care you're, you're actually listening to me right now okay give me a minute to process this right <laughs> um but also having that friend like my best friend who sees and understands what I go through on a normal basis and recognizes that and also helps me cope with that as well because like I said, doing it alone, it's not easy. No. And not to say that you need somebody to help you, but it does help yeah. to have that extra person there. And not just, you know, over the phone, but physically. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate my best friend for that. Because as much as stuff that she goes through on her own time and 
in her own space, she still acknowledges and helps me with mine. And I couldn't be more than appreciative of that. Right, right. <laughs> and, you know, we all need uh, friends like that every now and again. Right. Um, they come far and few between. Yes. <laughs> so I have to hold on to this one. <laughs> they really do. They really do. I was very lucky to find a friend like that in my husband, which that doesn't happen very often. Um, but to have a female friend like that, you know, is amazing. It's very hard to come by. It's too. very hard to come by. And... Um, I have happened to have a handful of those, which I never had, <laughs> you know, because you, 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 I mean, it's you know, right? it's, it's very different. <laughs> You're absolutely right. It's very different. Um, so this new you. Yes. <laughs> Same me, different version. I, and I was going to say, I don't want to say it's a new you because it's not, it's not that. a new Especially you. Especially around New Year's Eve. It's like new year, new me. No, no, it's no, the same, same you. Same just, you know, different layer. Yeah, you just peeled off one layer and now you're showing another piece of you. Um, so yeah, so it's not, it's definitely not anything new. You're just uncovering and presenting what has already been there. Yeah. That you just forgot about or put on the back burner or just you know for whatever the reason felt it was ir irrelevant to present all of that you know all of that right at that time but now you know this piece of you during this pandemic you made a, an, an amazing choice not to succumb to the depression the anxiety which as you said is a battle Everyday you know, battle. It's an everyday battle, and you know you live with it. And I, I, I don't like for anyone to say that they are cured, or someone can cure your anxiety or cure your depression. Yeah. It's it's a part of you. It's a chemical makeup, right? It's just how I was wired. It's just how you were wired. <laughs> exactly. It's just how you were wired, and you can't change your wiring. At least, like from my medical profession. No, and honestly, I don't want to. Ah. Because in a way. It also makes me who I am. Yes. And I I really wish a lot of people will would understand that. Um, it's not a negative thing. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I, I like to think of everything as a positive thing. And anxiety and depression definitely makes a part of who I am. I feel like it gives me that better understanding for others. Mm -hmm. And better understanding and appreciation. Mm -hmm. for others because I've witnessed other people go through anxiety and depression but on different levels than mine mm -hmm. with you know not so many great people around and really truly by themselves and because I go through it maybe on a different scale and I have different people or different circumstances I can still appreciate that they're still here Mm -hmm. I can still understand that it's not easy for them. I can't understand completely or fully in their shoes. But because I do have those same similarities, I can understand that it's okay to be there for them. Mm -hmm. um, but I also realize that putting your own aside to help others isn't very healthy either. No, And that's something I'm still working on. That's still something that... I feel like would still be hard for me even for a few years because I'm a giver. Mm -hmm. I like to make other people happy. Mm -hmm. So if that means pushing my feelings aside or, you know, forgetting how I'm feeling in the moment, that's not always healthy either. No. So learning how to do that, still, still work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> it's a journey. But okay. this new me or this new layer 
that you're presenting of me <laughs> is probably the strongest yet. Hmm. And I say that because it's still parts of me that I've had before that I might have lost, mm-hmm. but they're strengthened. You're not breaking this one. <laughs> I like it. Right? I like it. <laughs> because I had that time to myself. Yes. Because I was by myself. I realized my worth is my worth. You don't have to see it. And because you don't see it doesn't mean you you don't have the the privilege to experience me as a person at all. Mm-hmm. And if you can't value me and respect me, I'm sorry. Not for you, but, you know, or not for me, but for you. Right, right, right. <laughs> and that's what I mean by stronger. And I mean stronger because no matter who else comes into my life, new or old, you're not going to get the same me. It'll have the same qualities, mm-hmm. the same personality, but the strength is here. It's here and it's, it's staying. <laughs> it's staying. You're not breaking this strength. Yeah. Because now I have the strength. In the confidence to know just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not here. Yeah, that's powerful. And for someone of your 24 years, yes. oh my gosh, I, I'm cursing at myself <laughs> here. Oh my gosh. I try not to say it, you know, Ooh. I don't want to disrespect my mom. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, you know, it's just from a parent's perspective, from a mom's perspective, it's just a beautiful thing to see because that's everything that you want to see in your children. From a woman seeing another woman embracing her sense of self and her self-worth, that is amazing because that is something that we're all striving to do, mm-hmm. right? And that's what we all encourage or try to encourage each other to do. Right. As women, we're just really bad at encouraging <laughs> each other. I don't know why, but... We've gotten better. We've gotten a little better, we, we, you know, but we still work in progress. But also, you know, and it, it, people like to bring your age into everything, but it does make a difference. It does. It does. It is something that you can't look away from. Mm-hmm. And being who I am, I've always... Not only saw myself as older, but I've always felt older than what I am. Mm-hmm. And I realized that comes from, you know, childhood traumas, um, childhood experiences, or just me being the person I am. I feel like taking over certain roles because who else is going to do it <laughs> um, has made me into an older mindset. So I've come across a lot of people who, you know, I'm only five foot, so I already look like I'm 12. But (laughs) when I speak to people, they always see me as five years older than what I am. Mm -hmm. And they get so shocked. They're like, oh, my God, like, how old are you? And I I tell them, like, oh, my God, you're so young. Like, how do you know this much? How are you so mature? I'm Mm -hmm. just like, life. (laughs) Life. And that's honestly what it is. Life. Rather you have amazing support or not, you do go through certain things in life that shape you Mm -hmm. into certain things um I'm grateful for it unfortunately some of the things that happened to make me who I am shouldn't have happened but I am grateful and I try to look at it as a positive because it has made me who I am it's a growth it's a part of growth it is you you embraced it and you instead of making it 
making being a victim of it you made it be a part of your journey right because that's what it is it's a part of your journey to better prepare you for whatever outcome this journey is bringing you to right Cause and mm-hmm. that's what I have to keep seeing it as as much as you know sometimes my anxiety and depression creeps in there and it's like yeah you know you shouldn't be here and it's like mm, I should because this is I went through this for a reason <laughs> yep I did this I'm gonna stay here I just gotta stick it out <laughs> I gotta right. figure out what it's all worth it for but in my opinion I feel like it's worth it for others hmm. I can my experiences can help others true which is why I asked you to talk today (laughs) (laughs) because I know your experiences what you've been through and how you've grown and how you've coped with it can help someone else who's trying to navigate similar situations similar life experiences because we all have some sort of childhood trauma Um, We call them ACEs, Adverse Childhood Events. Yes. (laughs) Adverse Childhood Events. We all have some form of it, you know, be it high school, middle school bullying, be it bullying, bullied by your family members, you know, whatever, abuse, whatever it is, we all come with some sort of baggage. Yes. (laughs) Now, how you carry that bag is totally up to you. I try to carry mine on my shoulders. Very strongly, though. Very strong. Yes. Right? Right? Digging from the ancestors. <laughs> you know, how we used to, the ancestors carry those baskets on their head, and I still can't figure out how in the world. <laughs> it's a science to it. it they, it's got to be that they're carrying these baskets that's full of water <laughs> on their heads. But, you know, again, it's the, it shows the strength. Um, it shows the strength of our ancestors that was here before us because as we all learn through history a lot of us did not make it across on that ship right um and we're finding more and more of that i mean we all innately knew that right those of us of black and brown descent now it's starting to come more to the surface right we're starting to make everyone acknowledge it more right and you know and it's the ugly truth of what this country was built on Every country has an ugly truth on how it was built. Hiding it does not make it not exist, right? right? So by us being here shows the strength. And by you being here shows your strength, right? Because you could become consumed from the anxiety and depression. I've had, I've known, we've had family members who've committed suicide, right? Because of their depression and family had no idea that they were depressed, right? And then all of a sudden, all of this stuff comes out and it's like, how? I've had friends who've lost family, sons, that from depression. Um, Unfortunately, one just recently. And this pandemic didn't make it it any easier, right? Mm -mm. It didn't, which is why I really wanted you to come on and, you know, talk about you because you know you're never alone no you're never alone no. but you can be lonely and and, and i have felt lonely mm-hmm. um especially since like you said with suicide um one of the things that i've told you before and that i always tell 
you know, my friends and anyone who would listen, (laughs) (laughs) um, I honestly did not think I would make it this far. And the fact that I did make it this far is why I know the version of me now is not going anywhere Mm. because I made it this far. And over this last year, was looking very (laughs) 50-50. That's really honest. And um, not just because of the pandemic. The pandemic honestly made it worse. Mm -hmm. But because of the abuse. Rather, and it wasn't just physical, it was emotional. And then emotional abuse is something that not a lot of people acknowledge, talk about. Or even know it's happening to them. Mm-hmm. And emotional abuse can be from, you know, hiding certain parts of yourself that you love because you're not getting the energy back that you think or that you deserve to get. Mm-hmm. Like being excited about something. You know, when you get excited about something and you share that excitement with somebody, regardless if they relate to it or not, you want, that you want them to still have some, some excitement, excitement because you're excited. It's like, okay, you don't feel it? All right. Right. And it's like, all right, maybe I shouldn't be excited. Mm, right. And I've dealt with that a lot. I'm a very happy person. Right. And I don't really show excitement a lot unless I'm very excited. excited. Right. So when I have those moments and then, you know, someone just, you know, turns them down, it's like, well, crap. Like, Maybe. I was really happy, yeah. and now I'm not. Thanks. Maybe I shouldn't have been happy. <laughs> Why was I happy? Because uh, apparently it wasn't anything to be happy, so it makes you second-guess yourself. It does, and um, already second-guessing yourself on a normal basis to your own self, and then having a person that was supposed to be that person for you and that you're in that dual space with, you trusted that person to give you back that energy and Basically, everything that you deserve back in return. Mm -hmm. And uh, not a lot of people also understand emotional abuse. It's very hard to recognize. Mm -hmm. Especially being in it. Especially being in it. Mm -hmm. And it took me a while to realize that I was in it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, recognizing it and... Than doing something about it. Yes, acknowledging it and doing. Because right? acknowledging it, I've had a lot of a lot of in denial stages. Yeah, we swim in that river a lot. Yeah, that river was pretty swimming. <laughs> <laughs> um, because you know you never want to doubt the person that you put so much love into. Absolutely. Especially because I saw so much potential mm. and so much greatness. But because I saw it doesn't mean I was getting it. Doesn't mean that person was giving it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you can also abuse yourself emotionally. Absolutely. So that's why I say this situation wasn't solely on that person. Because one, I also let it happen and I also did it to myself. Mm-hmm. Giving excuses for people is emotionally abusing yourself. Mm-hmm. Because you're excusing the way you feel, knowing how you feel is justified. Mm -hmm. But because of that person and who that person is to you, you're going to keep giving them excuses, which you're not doing justice to yourself. Yep, you can't forgive bad behavior. You can't. Mm -mm. But then also emotional abuse comes into not being able to say what needs to be said. Mm -hmm. Which can end up being your fault. Because you didn't have those necessary conversations But that person is also at fault 
because mm-hmm. they didn't give you that emotional support to have those conversations. To make it okay to have And those. to make it okay. Because mm-hmm. my thing was, oh, let me have this conversation, but oh, I don't know how this person is going to take, take it. it. Mm-hmm. I really, I'm not a confrontational person. So if I know it's going to be an argument or if I feel like it might be an argument, I'm like, I can wait. Mm-hmm. And then I wait. And then I wait. The stews. And then it comes out and it's like, why all of a sudden? Right. So then I can't be mad at that person because, yes, it is all of a sudden. But at the same time, I feel I'm justified because it's your actions at the same time. Right. So that situation, that relationship was a lot of back and forth between faults. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of women emotionally check out. Oh, yeah. Before physically leaving. Oh, yeah. And that's what I did. I became so consumed with depression that depression was landlord. He was <laughs> yeah. sole provider of our living space where I just, you know, had Came a little home. attic to myself. <laughs> the whole house was depression. Right. So that's when I realized that that person wasn't the person for me. Hmm. Because if I went through months of depression without, uh, are you okay? Can I do something for you? And not even an acknowledgement of it or an, an acknowledgement, but then I'm going to leave you alone. Mm. And that's when I realized not a lot of people can handle strong-minded women. Because mm. I used to think that was my fault. Because, you know, I'm such a strong person, I don't like to show my emotions or I let I don't like to let people know that I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. So people see that as, oh, she'll always be fine. I don't have to check up on her. No she'll one be okay in. at the end. Yes. No one checks in because they think, because I self-help myself, mm-hmm. I don't need that check-in. Or because I'm always good at the end of it, I don't need someone to be there throughout the process. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that not a lot of people understand or even know about when it comes to being around or being with a strong-minded woman. Mm -hmm. Yes, she can do this on her own. But does she have to? But does she have to? Do you want her to? And that's what it comes down to. Do you want her to? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now, have you gotten to the stage where you forgave yourself or are you forgiving yourself for allowing that I have mm-hmm. because I've forgiven myself and I've forgiven the person hmm. um because forgiving the person definitely helped forgiving myself okay because I look at it as I was the perfect package just at the wrong house ah I like that perfect package delivered to the wrong house yes I love that because that person wasn't a bad person mm. Just not your house. Just wasn't my... It wasn't the house I belonged at. Oh. He didn't meet... That wasn't his package. I love that. And that's what helped me forgive that person. And that's mm-hmm. what helped me forgive myself. Because there was nothing wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. My package wasn't damaged. My package just ended up at the wrong house. Because that person could be an amazing person. Mm-hmm. Just not for me. Just not for you. And that wasn't... That person wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. And... Reminding myself of that was very hard because that person was also like a really close friend to me. Mm. And because I didn't have 
family, local, or even close, Mm -hmm. that person became my family. Right. So separating myself from that while also forgiving them was very hard. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a challenge. It's a very hard challenge. That's a challenge. And even to this day, it's it's saddening. Yeah. It's, it's a little a, sad. You lost a friend. I did. And it's not like a sadness where, you know, I want that person back or I want that mm-hmm. person in my life because I really don't. But it's a sadness because you, I really saw greatness in that person. Mm. It just wasn't for me. Right. Right. And realizing that and keep reminding myself that it just wasn't for me, that you know, there I will end up at the right package, or my the, package will end, end up, up at the, the right, right house. house. Right. Um, has also helped me forgive myself because it gave me my strength back. Ah. It helped me recognize my worth, but not just my worth that I had in that situation or before that situation. It gave me a new level of my worth. Hmm. Nice. Because now I know how to be by myself. And this is one of the advices that I wish I would have took from you in the beginning. <laughs> um, but you know me, I like to learn the hard way. That's okay. <laughs> Most children do. Right? I wouldn't be a child if I wasn't. That's right. right. <laughs> but being by myself um, has definitely helped me learn that there was nothing wrong about me. Mm-hmm. And that also gave me a new level of strength within my worth and within my value. Because now, not only do I know it, you can't tell me otherwise. <laughs> nope. And I'm not taking anything from you than less than what I deserve. Absolutely. And I've come across a few people since this journey I've been on mm-hmm. that I've had to tell that to. Mm-hmm. And like going back to saying, you know, age really shouldn't be important, but age is important. Mm-hmm. And not just for females, but... Men as well. Mm -hmm. I've come across people, you know, four or three years younger than me and, you know, still have the mindset of their shoe size. (laughs) That is very true. There's some grown-ass people. Yes. (laughs) I've met people, you know, five, three years, six years older than me that still have the mindset of their shoe size. And the differences between those ages is, you know, one, you still have time to grow when you're younger but then when you hit a certain age of your life you have to realize that you know some things that you are doing just doesn't fly with everybody and just aren't okay to do right (laughs) and you know people will in your life friends non-friends new people will kind will come in and test your worth Mm. and test how strength like how strong you feel about that Mm -hmm. and I've been tested a lot I've had people say oh you've changed yeah, that's okay. Change There's nothing wrong with that. I, I come from a generation of people who think changing means that you're becoming a fake person, that you're fake. That's very true. That yeah. you're not who you are. No, I'm who exactly I'm meant to be. It's just no way for you to benefit from it. Ah, yes. And that's why you think I'm being fake, because I've found a new version of myself that works for me, mm-hmm. and that is me, but because you think you know the you're stuck on the version that you knew yes you can't use and manipulate this version exactly and that's why i've realized i lost a lot of people Mm. because you can't manipulate this version of me anymore Mm -hmm. nor will i allow you to and that's with friends that's with family unfortunately yeah but you have to do that 
Yeah, you got to protect your energy. ensure that you're doing what's best for you. Mm-hmm. And after a certain age of your life, that's what you have to do. Regardless if you have kids, mm-hmm. if you don't have kids, if you're single, in a marriage, in a relationship, you have to learn how to take those eliminations out of your life to better your life, mm-hmm. to better your energy, to better your space. Mm-hmm. I always say sometimes you have to leave to see past where you're supposed to be. Yeah, and being alone definitely helped with that, especially now not everyone can come to my house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think on a, on one hand, I can count how many people are allowed in my space. <laughs> <laughs> because I've learned how sacred your space is. Uh-huh. Because your space is also your energy. Uh-huh. You can't just let anyone have your energy. You can't just let anyone into your space. Absolutely. Because their energies might clash with yours. Mm-hmm. And now your space, your peace is compromised. It's compromised. I will not have nobody compromise my peace. No, no, no more. And that's why I say this version is stronger. Mm. I will not be compromised. I will not be manipulated. Either you take me as I am and what I'm worth, or not at all. And that's okay. And I'm okay with that that's because okay. I still got myself at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. I love it. And now. You're grown. You're growing. Still growing. <laughs> Still growing. Um, into this other piece of you. And you've you found the right house. Or maybe the house that um, you're visiting, right? Because you, you're still not sure if it's the right house. No, I'm still not sure. Um, as much as I emotionally feel sure, you're just never really sure. Mm-hmm. Um, until a certain point where you just don't question anything. And um, you step out on faith. Yeah. Um, this was a big step out on faith. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, being alone, finding myself, I was okay with being, you know, that single friend, single auntie that would come and, you know, have gifts for everybody. <laughs> that would just, you know, pop in. Oh, here's a gift for you, a gift for you. I've traveled here and there. Oh, who you came with? Nobody. I came with myself. <laughs> I was very okay with that because I knew... The version that I am wasn't for everybody. Mm-hmm. And it was going to probably take me a while to find that person. Didn't know that person was in my circle. <laughs> Who knew? Because this person, um, I really do think I found the right house. Mm-hmm. And I say that because this person has given me that time and space to still continue my growth. Ah, and that's so important. It's very important. Because now it's not only the recognition, but it's also that he's giving it. Mm-hmm. He's not just because I don't like to say allow because I'm no. grown. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're not allowing me to do anything. I'm gonna do what I want. <laughs> but it is that mm-hmm. you're. He's allowing me That's to space. still have that growth, mm-hmm. and not just that, but. I'm, I, I'm getting what I deserve in return. <laughs> right, what you've been giving and out. what I've been giving out. And that's that's why I also say I'm not, I'm pretty sure I'm at the right house. But because of the distance between us, um, I think it's a two-hour difference. Um, and, you know, the age difference. Age differences in relationships aren't a big factor, but it is a known factor. Hmm. Um... Especially if, I don't know, to me it's not a problem. I'm an old soul. 
right. Age, I'm older than what I am anyway. <laughs> age is a number. Age is a number. How you have grown in your experiences is what makes you who you are. You know, if your person, right, is of a younger age, but is able to understand, relate, and have, can meet you where you are and continue to grow, then that age doesn't make a difference because your your life experiences and how you perceive it is what makes it, which yeah. is you, how you've gotten to this point, right? Yes. Because close your eyes and, you know, listen to you talk, you would think, again, <laughs> you were of... At least older, 30. At least 30-something <laughs> years old, not 24. Right. So it really is. It's, it really is. And you, and you, after a while, you get past that age. Yeah, I, I really do forget about it. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, it, you know, experiences just makes it what it is. Yeah. And then, you know, you always hear the, the, the relationship advice, opposites attract. Mm-hmm. And, you know, throughout my life, I've never really wanted somebody like me. <laughs> I wanted differency. I wanted diverse because I wanted somebody who, you know, can teach me something I don't know or show me new interests that I never knew about. If we have the right. same interests, I've always thought, what more can you show me? What more can you teach me? Oh, there's so much more. But there is. <laughs> and that's what I'm realizing because this person is just another version of me. <laughs> and we have the same interests and same likes, but it's on different scales Mm. it's on different perspectives yes and I'm I'm learning to appreciate that because with the excitement that I get I get that same in return but it's on a different perspective yes that's so it feels great and not just that but you know having someone speak worth into you Mm. even though you already know your worth it's like a reassurance. Yeah, it gives you more power. It gives me it definitely gives me more power. <laughs> it gives you more power. It does. Um, but also with that power, you can't let that power get to your head. Absolutely. Because just as much as they are speaking it out, they can also not speak it anymore. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to gain too much confidence where you're no longer perceiving what they're giving to you. Mm-hmm. And that's also something I'm learning. Mm-hmm. Um, because now I know my worth and I know the power of who I am into this world. Hearing it every day, it's, it's amazing. But then I also kind of find myself saying the words, I know. Mm. I don't like that. No. Because that means I'm getting comfortable. Yes. Say thank you for seeing that. Thank you for acknowledging that. Yes. I appreciate that. And one thing I learned also when people were like, oh, you'll get used to it. I've learned to say I don't want to because I feel like when people get used to things, they get comfortable. Mm. They get comfortable and they forget. Yeah. I don't want to forget. I don't want to get comfortable. I don't want to get used to it. Mm. So that's also something I'm learning. But also with the distance, I feel like it's good. Mm-hmm. I'm still having time for my own growth. That person's still having time for their own growth. Right. And then because we're in a relationship we're still growing together but separately Mm -hmm. and then when we finally come into a dual space i feel like it'll be that much greater because we worked on ourselves separately while still together and that space that we give each other and that space that distance you know just so happens to give us because we do have different state lines Mm -hmm. and a two-hour different travel distance between each other Mm -hmm. that also gives us 
that time for ourselves. Right. That time to, you know, still have, you know, separate friends. Yeah. You know, still have time to be with our friends. That way when we come into that dual space and you want to go hang out with your friends, I don't feel like you shouldn't. Or I don't feel like you're not wanting to spend time with me. No, go be with your friends. (laughs) Take your time. Take your time. Let me go be with my friends. Let me have my time. And then we come together and... Right. And share. It's still... It's still a progress. It's, it's a, still it's still a growth. It's still yeah, it's always gonna be. Um, especially since it's it's been scary. Yeah. Um scary going giving your heart back out there. Mm-hmm. Um scary because I didn't think that this was going to happen as soon as it did, nor did I want it to, but you know, you it's when you least expect things. It's when you're not, you're not looking. And definitely wasn't looking. <laughs> Um, wasn't sure that this person was even interested because we were friends. Um, and our mutual friend is my best friend, which so happens to be a family member. So right. when you're going into um, friends and family, it gets kind of rocky. Mm-hmm. It's very... Uh, the mud, the water get muddy a little bit. It, just a little bit because <laughs> you have other people mm-hmm. that you have to factor in. Other people's feelings, considerations, mm-hmm. thoughts... Um, and how they're going to feel about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and being that my best friend is this person's sister, that was also very scary because, you know... You got to navigate that. You you have to. You have to have those conversations mm-hmm. that you never knew you were going to have. Absolutely. I never knew that I had to sit my best friend down and be like, hey, are you okay with this? Right. Are you going to be okay with this and this happening? Mm-hmm. Because you're my best friend, I can't tell you certain things. So are you going to be okay with me having another friend and telling this to? Because you can't know everything. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not like you're taking that friendship away. It's just you, you have to tweak it. Yeah, or you're redistributing it. Yeah. To where it needs to be. Right. So because I also have to remember to consider that, yes, she's my best friend, but I'm also dating her brother. Her brother. And, and because it's her brother, she's not gonna want to hear everything I have to say about it. She's not gonna want to. She know, doesn't know want to know he's a jerk, no, or you know, she, nor does she really care. care. And she also doesn't like conflict like I don't. So if we have an argument, she really doesn't want to hear about it. So I also had to make sure because that's my best friend, that's a sister to me. She's also my family. I wanted her to be comfortable. Right. I wanted to know that she'll be okay with me talking to somebody else that's not her because I'm so used to going to her about everything. Right. So now I can't go to her about everything. <laughs> no. This one you can't hear, honey. <laughs> so I have to make sure, and I have to check in. Yeah. Because I can't just leave it at one conversation. No. Every once in a while, I have to be like, are you going to be okay with this? Yeah. You're still, you, you're still good. And I never knew I would have to do something like that. I never thought I would care to want to do something like that's, that. That's the difference, because most people don't care enough to do that. Right. You know, people like, oh, I don't care. That's their brother, you know. They shouldn't care that I'm dating right. her. Right, and I've actually found myself saying that because at first, she didn't want me to be, to even let him know that I had feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, because she wanted me to get myself together. She wanted to make sure that... You were good for I her brother. I were good for her brother. <laughs> <laughs> and I respected that being, that she was my best friend. Yeah. And also saw me as her sister that she still, you know, put her foot down. It was like, yeah, no. No, you, you just Not got yet. it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You need to find yourself first. You need to get yourself together first because right now you're not good enough for my brother. And I think that's fair. And it was very fair. And that's why I have so much respect for my best friend because mm-hmm. she also said the same to him because, one, I didn't know 
back in 2018, he also had feelings for me. But I was in a relationship, so I didn't, I didn't even know, nor did I want to even entertain that. So up until a couple months ago, I never knew. Right, right. I was just being friends with this person because you're family to my best friend. So I always thought that you also oh, saw me as family. family. Right. I didn't think nothing of it. So she also told me that she told him she wasn't, he wasn't good enough for me at the time. Look at there. See that? And that's why I always say it's it's the things that you go through in life are preparing you for what you're meant for. Going through these, I can't say failed, because they're experiences. They're experiences. They're not failed relationships. They're experiences. They're lessons. So going through these lessons prepared me for this. Everybody's there in your life for a reason and for a season. Yeah. Some seasons last longer than others. Some are faster than others. Very. And because she's my best friend, like you were starting to say, I found myself saying, well, she gave me the okay. She'd be all right. She shouldn't have gave me the okay. But you can't look at it that way. Because just as easy as you can change your emotions, you could change your mind. Mm-hmm. You might be okay with it. And then you're, you're starting to see. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, no, I'm not liking it. But then also, checking in isn't a bad thing. No. Because if you really want, like me, I really value the friendship that me and her have. It's mutual And that respect. comes first. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that I had to tell him that. This friendship between me and your sister are first. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to protect more. But not in a disrespectful way towards the relationship, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it's not putting our friendship above the relationship right but checking in making sure like hey before this next step happens how do you feel still good we're still good you're still feeling okay (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) some people might not feel like that's necessary but if you have that person or those certain people in your lives that hold value and appreciation to not just you but to each other and it's a mutual transparency between you two Mm mm-hmm those are things that you have to learn to do. That's those are conversations about. that you have to have mm-hmm. if you want to keep those people in your lives because what if that relationship doesn't work out and now you don't have a friend? Right. Right. You lost the you relationship. You lost friend and, and relationship yes. separately. Mm-hmm. Some people can lose that in one person, but now you've lost this in two, in two separate people. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was a conversation he also, we both, me and him had separately with her because mm-hmm. I also felt like being her brother that's a totally different conversation that you have to have mm-hmm. and a conversation that I had no part or no right to be in either mm-hmm. because my conversation was on a best friend level like yeah I'm dating your brother you gave me the okay but mm-hmm. how do you really feel right. how are you going to feel when I go visit and be around your family without you right because those are things that will happen right because one our schedules aren't always going to match up and because it's a relationship, I can't always have my best friend with me. Right. So like, now you can't come. <laughs> I need you to. I I need to also have that that conversation. Are you going to be okay with me being around your family when you're not around your family? Mm-hmm. Because that can also hit people differently. Um, so every once in a while, I even check in with her on that. And to some people, it might seem extra. To some people, it might seem unnecessary. To me, it's necessary. And then the conversation he had to have is, I'm not trying to take your best friend away. 
Mm-hmm. Are you going to be okay with me coming to visit? And, you know, I'm staying with her, but I'm still going to see you. Because mm-hmm. it's different. You know, when you and your brother and your sister come visit you, you want yeah, them to stay at your house. house. You know, you spend every day. You wake up. You're, oh, my, my brother's here. Mm-hmm. But that won't be the case. Right. So we, he had to make sure that he was, that she was be okay with that. And also know that, you know, because me and him are together, that doesn't make me any less of her friend. And that doesn't make him any less of her brother. Mm-hmm. But it does mean we still have to work that much harder, not to prove ourselves, but to make sure that you still see us as your best friend and your brother. Right. And that you don't feel like, because we're spending so much time together, that you're not getting enough time. Because you have to think of it like that. Yeah. People have feelings. People have emotions. Go People figure. are going to feel some type of way about things. And if you just throw... It is what it is, or I don't care. That's how you lose valuable people in your life. Yes. And that's how situations happen that you could have avoided just by having a simple adult conversation. Yeah. And not a lot of people realize that. They see that, oh, I don't have to have that conversation. It's not necessary. It is what it is. They'll be okay. They won't be. They won't be. Most likely, they're not okay with it. Mm -mm. But because they see how you don't care, they choose not to care, and that's why you guys have issues or... You might lose that friendship, that relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, always, I I really do feel like I'm at the right house because we're always on the same page. Mm. Or we'll be in the same book. Just different pages every once in a while. Yeah. But we come back to the same page. And we both have that those conversations. Mm-hmm. Because before we had that conversation with a sister, we had that conversation with each other. Mm-hmm. Before we even made anything officially. We expressed our feelings to each other and we're like, okay, now we have to go and have that conversation with your sister, my best friend. Right. How is this going to happen? So we had to have that conversation within ourselves. Is this something we really want to do before we have this conversation? Mm -hmm. Because what's the point of having the conversation if nothing's going to happen? Right. (laughs) But also, we had to let each other know that this conversation had to happen separately. We can't both sit down with her and have this conversation. No, you don't want that. Because it's two different perspectives. Yeah. And to me, it just doesn't look right. Yeah. (laughs) And somebody can perceive it as being, you know, a confrontation. Yeah. You know, or an attack or whatever. So, yeah, that's... It's it's a lot. It's (laughs) it's necessary. It's necessary. Because I really feel like this is the right house. All right. The right house. Hmm. All right, the package is at the right the house, y'all. The package is at the right house. All right, all right. <laughs> Let's see what this what what build what they gonna build in this house. All right, all right. So, with that, okay. Um, how does that look for your for your business? It it's very interesting that you said that because it has opened more possibilities. For my business, mm-hmm. um, because he does, he's also in school. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from that, before I get into that, me personally, I feel like because of the the compassion we have for each other and the compassion and love that he has for me, he helps promote my business. Uh, he's your cheerleader. He's my cheerleader. He's the biggest cheerleader other than you. Oh. He's the second best cheerleader I have. <laughs> um, because he not only cheerleads, 
he encouraged. Hmm. He disciplines me. Nice. He keeps me on the right track. And when I have doubts, because, you know, when yeah. starting a business or just in general with life, you have doubts about yourself. You, no. You self-doubt. No, no way. <laughs> Very shocker. No. Um, but he uplifts that. Nice. He says, yes, you're you're very right for feeling how you feel, but he helps me look at the future and the journey that I, I took to even get to this point. Mm-hmm. So he shows you different perspectives. He does. It helps you regain that sense of, okay, this is where you are, this is where you came from, this is where you want to be. Yeah. Yeah, and kind of reset resets you. Yeah. Um, but he does it in a very kind way. Mm-hmm. So I've I've had people try to reset me in a very aggressive way mm-hmm. or a very belittling kind of way. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the other things that I look at with how he talks. It's not about what you say, it's how you how say, you say it. it. Mm-hmm. And that is very true. Oh, yeah. Because you can say the exact same thing, but you change your tone, the way you look when you say it. Uh-huh. If it's through text, over the phone. The- Those are all factors that play into a part of it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Yeah. And then the mood I'm in or you're in when you hear it, yep. when you read it. Because let's say I say something to you and you're not you're not feeling me right now. Like you're not you're right. not, I'm it's not like, your favorite person right now. Like, well, what and you're you gonna take that? what I say negatively, but let your husband come in and say the exact same thing and because you love your husband, you guys haven't had an issue, you're gonna say it you're gonna take it exactly how he said it in a positive manner. Right. So I also like you said, it's about your headspace and how you're feeling when somebody says it to you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like no matter how I'm feeling, he can always say something and say it in the right way. And to me, that's very valuable because my headspace is always changing. Mm-hmm. My feelings are always changing. And because I'm always doing something, my mood changes very quickly. Yeah. And sometimes the, the way we are, we have that, um, that RBF. That yes, was, uh, I have that very strongly. <laughs> but strong he does RBF. too. And, <laughs> and sometimes the way we feel is not congruent with what is on the outside. Not at all. <laughs> so... Being that I, I make it very challenging, mm. excuse me for him, he doesn't back down from that challenge and still tries his very best to uplift me and redirect me in the most positive way possible. And that means a lot. It does. And he even throws ideas at me. Nice. Right? It's like a business partner. Throws ideas. He, um, because he does, he's in school for physical therapy, that's why I say like the future my business has more than one possibility absolutely because we can have a family business together mm-hmm. especially since i'm going into school to become a chiropractor i'll do massage chiropractor and you got physical therapy all in one uh-huh. family owned yeah for the people because we're Ooh. all black too so black family owned yeah black and brown right and aside from that it doesn't and even if he didn't want that same practice with me it's still something else. It's still can... something because we would still support each other. Uh-huh. Because even without giving him my business cards, I've had people from where he is <laughs> message me or look at my website. And even though you're not booking, it's the fact that you spread the word and yes. people are actually looking. Yeah, that means a lot. So I don't have to give him business cards for him to spread the word. And not just that, he also helps me because... He, you know, physical therapy, you still have to learn about the human body. Mm-hmm. And because I'm still in school or you studying it. to get my license, 
he can help me with my schoolwork. Mm-hmm. And I never realized how important that was. Because yeah. it's different to have somebody to help motivate you to do your work. But to motivate you and help you with your work if and, you have problems. And understand and what understand. it is. <laughs> so you're not just explaining how to understand it to the person. They already understand it. That helps me a lot. Right, right. <laughs> and with the business, it's, like I said, it's just endless possibilities by myself. And I know that he'll still be my cheerleader and help me get the, that business and clientele in. Mm-hmm. And even together as a business, we can still help each other. Absolutely. So it's like with this person, I don't have a doubt that my business will be anything less than what it's supposed to be. If anything, it's going to be amazing and then some. Nice. And that's something that I really want to put value onto. Because not a lot of people understand the person you're with can also affect your careers, Mm -hmm. your future businesses, businesses Mm -hmm. that you already have. Because if you don't have that support at home. You're fighting against the current all the time. You know, that's awesome. So, yeah. So, uh, (laughs) I know. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Um, So, I'm not going to, because I can keep talking to you, honestly. We can talk for hours. I know. We can talk for hours. So. So with that, I'm going to say thank you, Maya, for spending your time with your mom mm-hmm. <laughs> and also on the Soulful Eclectic and sharing a part of you and your authentic self as you are bringing it to the world. And um, from a mom, I'm just so proud of you. Thank you. You are just more than I could have ever imagined for you to become as an adult and it just gets better and better. It just gets better and better. And I just am in awe and waiting to see what else comes down the line as you are peeling back these layers of you. Um, so thank you so much for that. Yeah. And also, um, at now, just tell us where they can find you if they want a massage or a piece of art. <laughs> I know you said it earlier, but... Yes, um, so for my art, it is Ari Art, so A-R-I underscore A-R-T with three Zs at the end. Um, you can um, always DM me uh, for, you know, pieces I already have. If you want a custom piece, we can sit and talk about it. Um, and then for my massage, it is Blissfully Serene. I believe it's Blissfully underscore Serene. Um, you can definitely book me from there. My website is in the bio of my page. So you can go to the website um, or you can DM me um, professionally and just ask any questions that you might have. Yes. And at the moment, she is located in Delaware. Yes. For right. now. Um, for now. <laughs> um, so definitely while she's on the East Coast, um, catch her, book her. And yes. see I do do Delaware, New York, and Pennsylvania within no more than a two-hour distance. All right, so see, she even travels. That's my girl. All right, so definitely look her up and um, be about the business because we're all about mind, body, and soul and enriching not only our youth, but also the black and brown community and showing support to one another. That's what it's about. So thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you always. And thank you to my um, lovely soulful tribe for listening. And um, let me know how you like it, right? Send me some feedback. Give me some notice on how 
you didn't like it, how it was helpful, whatever, um, just let me know that you're out there, you're listening. So if you haven't already, please subscribe to the page and you can find me at www.thesoulfuleclectic.com and you can find me also on Instagram, um, the.soulfuleclectic and also Facebook, DC Soulful Eclectic. I look forward to hearing from each and every one of you. So continue to take care of yourself and each other and be at peace. Namaste.